Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Yeah, let's cut to the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes. Good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask him how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they going to say? No? I don't want to see those returns. Where's the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show him a 3% return. I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know this. That's it. I'm done. Lone Wolf Big Stacks and Jacks. Half time on. Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 26. NASDAQ Futures down 76. I'm seeing all this red on my machine here. What, what's this red doing after two massive up days? A little bit of a pause here this morning. Maybe a pause. Who knows? Maybe there was a bear market rally after all. Mm. Time will tell, as they say. We have Mr. Kevin. We do indeed. We do. Good morning. Um, how are you? Um, living large. Well, as you know, uh, yesterday. I am large. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. as, as you know, yesterday, uh, yesterday we lost uh, Loretta Lynn, famous uh, country yeah. singer. And I have a. Uh, we're going to get some Loretta Lynn bumpers this morning? We, well, we, we could, uh, but we also could use the lyrics on this one. I don't know if he can uh, find this one. Uh, it's a song by Loretta Lynn and Conway Twitty. Mm. The name of the song is, You're the Reason Our Kids Are Ugly. <laughs> uh, well, definitely, that'll be a high on the list of things. You're I'll the reason it. I'm riding around on recap tires, and you're the reason I'm hanging our clothes outside on walls. And you're the reason our kids are ugly, little darling. But looks aren't everything. <laughs> How's that for a thought-provoking <laughs> statement? <laughs> <I love it. laughs> you're the reason our kids are ugly. I love it. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard that one. <laughs> how, much, how much fun would it be to b- record a song like that? And how many takes did they have to uh, do because they kept cracking up? Oh, God. I just... <laughs> I just sometimes you do have to laugh at this world, Kevin. I mean, just, just once in a while. You know, I'm just saying. Conway Twitty, where is the name I ever heard from the past? He's got to be up there. Is he still around? Oh. Good question. Don't know. I think he's passed on. Really? That could, could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, but it sounds like some research for Matt. He's good at this stuff. Yeah, let's see. So we had... Uh, died, in eight, died in 93. Really? Long <laughs> he, time. He, he's long past gone. He's, long, he's 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> but the... Keep uh, up with country music. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, it, well, the, what we play both kinds, country and western. They said the mm-hmm. Blues Brothers. Audrey's always got the country western, the country stuff going right over her place. I don't know. She's got the, she used to like doing the line dances and stuff. Couldn't be a, a, a more bigger mismatch if somebody who really knows how to dance her and somebody who has no clue. Me, just saying. I could envision that. Yeah, talk about two left feet, but well, I knows how to do all this stuff. And she'll dance all night long. And uh, when any with, you know, girls, guys, she doesn't care. But she loves the line stuff. I mean, did you have to actually practice that at those country and western places unless you learn how to do it? Don't know. Never learned. Uh, no, me neither. Oh God, I would be. I'd be the one. I'd be the one to be kicking out of the line end. Line dancing is, aka the electric slide, aka the bus stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's all kind of. Well, I I wouldn't know that, but it's all kind of. They're all more or less the same. Uh, uh, yeah. Same dances. Mm. So, in regarding uh, the last couple huge rally days, um, got it. We have <laughs> good days for our people, but we uh, we also have calls now that are either at the money or in the money, and we kind of probably squeeze the last the last drop out of the sponge. But so today would be perfect if we backed up just a hair. But as my brother Dan once in a while comes up with a 
with a line, and I said, uh, so Dan, is this a, this a real rally? Or, well, it's real if you're short, right? And it's real if you're long and you can get out. He goes, uh, I said, is this a real rally or not? He goes, we've been doing this business a long time. When in any bull market do we know did we ever have 3% up moves? I said, you got a point there. Yep. So your question, you know, just sort of seal a line from Frank Zappa, um, who uh, in, in Cosmic Debris, uh, it, 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 I, I don't remember the context of the line other than him saying, is that a real poncho or a Sears poncho? Okay. Okay. That's a big difference. Is it a real rally or a Sears rally? Yeah. Well, is one of the greatest lines ever by uh, Marty O'Connell, who I learned a lot of my, my stuff from. Uh, Marty was my mentor when I came to the floor. He's a, I think he was University of Chicago Business and Stanford Law. Marty's about as smart as man as you ever come across. So somebody said something one day about, <coughs> it's not a real rally. And Marty's response was, if you're short, it's real. Which is... Uh, <laughs> right? This isn't a real cold spell. If you don't have a coat, it's real. Sort of, sort of the same principle, right? The uh, anywho, um, kind of crazy stuff, uh, Kevin. The, the worldwide things, I mean, is, are really. I uh, you know, I, I can I can beat this horse all I want, and I don't know if anybody really understands how I'm talking about. But what we're what we're really seeing in the in evaluation of markets now is has really little bit to do, in, in one man's opinion. I'll just be brief because I say it every day. Has a little bit to do with uh, companies, <coughs> companies' earnings. I mean, eventually it will, but uh, <coughs> companies' earnings, really, the, the the price of automobiles, the price of anything. It has it really has to do with worldwide prices of currency. The 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 stock, as we're talking about, is not the stocks here. It's it's the currency that we're valuing the stocks because one is valued in the other, right? And as soon as the Australian Central Bank came out yesterday and said, whoops, instead of like whatever, full percent or three quarters, we're going to do half, signal to just about everybody that everybody's getting pissed off that the, uh, these prices are going up and, or, the, 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 or these interest rates are going up and it's causing some problems and asset prices are coming down, the market's coming down. It signaled that everybody, to everybody who's kind of listening, and they may be wrong, that every central bank got on, a, got on a conference call and said, enough, we're stopping this stuff, we're slowing it down because uh, the rich people don't like it, or whatever the reason is, we're, we're, we're stopping this stuff and we're, and we're pouring more money into the system at least for a little while. Or we're not pulling it out as fast as we said we were going to do, whatever it is. That's the signal that went out yesterday. Now, whether it's true or it holds or whatever, you know, time will tell, but it, it has nothing really to do with whether Microsoft was, was worth more yesterday than it was last Friday, in my opinion. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does make sense, and I, I think it's true. Um, the you know it, it's it's really weird because every it, you know the market has devolved into total tea leaf reading. Oh yeah. Well, if the money's and, pouring in, you know, I mean, there's always been that to an extent. You know, it, it, I mean, that that would always be true because um, you know you want to try and get out ahead of trends, but. You know that—that's the whole basis for this rally, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, just just. And 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 it hey, it may prove true, it may not, and if it doesn't, what's going to happen then? Well, just for a quick second, when you, when you get to the extremes, Kevin, this is why I say I mean I constantly talk that you should you should never get to the extremes, right? I mean, you you don't ever want to be on the wagon for six months, and you don't ever want to be drinking twelve beers a night for six months. The extremes are a bit probably bad, right? Uh, Probably not between. place to be. Yep. Yeah, and 
When you just look at a very simple Matt Closure's capital asset pricing model. Mm. All right. If, if if somebody gives you a six flat and says this thing makes a thousand dollars a year, and you say, okay, my interest rate is ten percent. It's now worth ten thousand to me. That's what I'll pay for it if it's giving me a thousand bucks a year, right? If the interest rate is one percent, I'll give you a hundred thousand for it. So the dramatic difference between like four, four, four and a half, and five percent that the Fed said they were going, and if they come back to like two percent, that particular building, it's it's not surprising that the price, you know, at two percent is going to be what? Well, let's say let's say let's say one percent is a hundred thousand, and ten percent is ten is ten thousand. Let's say anywhere in the middle there is massive moves. Right, and on the edge, when you get stuff down to where it was half a one percent, and assets were priced wherever you damn well feel like pricing them, right? Because there was, what, what's it, I mean, theoretically, if interest rates are zero, every, everything that gives you a nickel is worth an uh, infinite, right? Okay. So, when when you get down to that that level, when you go from one percent to four or five, the difference you're willing to pay for something for a stream of payments is dramatically different. It's not anywhere near the change of like going from five to six or five to four, going from like you know point five to to five, because the point five, everything is you know, you can't. I mean, I I, I remember when, it, which is basically nothing. Yeah, which is basically nothing. And I remember if, if when interest rates were like fourteen percent, if somebody if somebody told Mister Mister Byrne. Hey, you just won the lottery. You're getting a you know a million dollars in ten years. You'd almost say, "Well, keep it," because <laughs> what, what's it worth? Call one hundred fifty thousand today, or two hundred. I mean, it's still you know money, but it was it was nowhere near a million. You know, what, if you get a compound at fourteen percent a year for ten years, you can bring that back. So the, the the difference in what something is worth is dramatic. So it's it's not like the market is irrational by running up and down like this based on these. These, these cross currents come from these central banks. It's a dramatic difference in valuation. And when the market's just the dog being wagged by the tail, in one man's opinion. Now, does, it, does that make sense to you? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and I really can't argue with it. I, um, you know, it, it, it's just that, um, I, let me put it this way. You know, my, my whole reaction to it is, we got a lot of problems with the economy right now, oh, yeah. and even when you start looking at things like uh, employment numbers, um, you know some some of the the data that's involved there. There's more people working two jobs now than before. So yeah, when we say we created jobs and we employed more people, which by the way, uh, um, job openings fell by a million. Uh, but uh, but when we say you know we put all these uh, people to work, you know we're double counting a lot of people. In addition, um, there's there's data now see, uh, telling us that a lot of retirees are going back to work well, um, because they can't afford to stay retired. Uh, that's and, the truth. And, and the companies like it because they get experience. You know, they go right into a more productive employee. If you're a recent retiree, you you know you, you go right back in, and now now all of a sudden you're productive. There's no training involved, you know, or, or less training involved. All of that, you know. So that's that's a a good thing for the people who are hiring, but it's not a good indicator for the economy. Well, it's it's very easy right now for somebody if they thought you know they were going to be in the market and the market was going to save them. It's very easy, depending on the stocks you have. I mean, uh, 
as of two days ago, actually really after yesterday, the Qs were still down like 29, 30% on the year. But individual stocks in there, I mean, God, God help you if you're in, you know, so the Netflixes or some of the other places that have just gotten hammered, um, you could be down 50, 60%. So, I mean, uh, it, it, it's a life-changing experience if, if that is your, if you're not protected, and that is your, I, mean, I think most people, I mean, the people that I talk to, new clients, I, mean, I talk to, you know, not all, every day, but frequently, uh, the cash balances are nowhere near. Nobody's got any. I mean, everybody's in the market to their eyeballs. I mean, because you've been told forever that you can't get, you know, why would you put money in the bank? you got to be in the market. And and a lot of people that have, uh, you know, I'm going to say, I won't say regular stocks, but if the, uh, I mean, the S&P is down 20 versus the Qs are down 29 or something. My numbers could be a little off after yesterday, but still it's, that if you were in, uh, you know, if, if you had the ARC, if you were in the, the what's her name, Kathy Wood stuff, if you were in a show, or if you were in any of these stocks that were, that would God help you if you bought like one of the meme stocks when they were up, you know, that type of thing. I mean, you could, you could have ridden Netflix all the way up, and now it's got hammered down and that kind of thing. NVIDIA was <coughs> 370, and now it's 130. I mean, you could, you could be way down way more than, uh, than the averages indicate. Or you could be actually be doing better in the average, depending on what you did or who, you know who maybe's doing it for you. But so you get there's there's been some life uh, changing experiences on some of this stuff, and I think we're going to see some problems in the mortgage industry. But the thing of it is, is I think what the government has learned, Kevin, is if you if you pour money into the system, you can essentially you know pee in somebody's shoes and tell them it's raining when it comes to money. Oh man, it looks like uh, uh, you know gross sales are up five percent. Well, yeah, but you just you just poured in twenty percent more dough, you idiot. I mean, so I mean, we're it's some combination of of trying to make things look good, some sort of application, but everybody's doing it. I mean, I don't understand where they just. I, mean, I was no massive fan of Boris Johnson, but I know that on the both sides of the pond or anywhere, the conservative people they're all about. I don't know if they're giving up on their governments or what they're doing, but I'm not saying you're like this, but. A, a lot of people, not even necessarily on the right, but the, the whole point is I want I want government taking less of my money. That's the whole thing, and government keeps taking more and more. So I get what they're saying, but the fact is, is they're they're spending it on something, and and, and we, since we can't ever get together about what we're trying to spend things on and what we're not, I mean people people's attitude is whatever I give them, I'm just going to give them less. But that, that's that's really part of, you know, it's a part it's part of the school situation. It's it's part of the 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 increasing. I'm going to say not uh, hopefully not racial divide in terms of attitude toward people. Let's let's hope we're not going there, but certainly racial divide in terms of money in the city of Chicago, where you see you know constantly Chicago Chicago public schools, which do they do they ever have a, a white spokesman? It's always a black spokesman. It's always black teachers that are that are protesting, and oh by the way, it's always people up there demanding more money from people who maybe don't have that much more money because they're, and they're raising forever, maybe a little bit this year, demanding more money and then trotting people out there that clearly haven't learned anything in 12 years or not learned near as much as you think you should have paid for. I mean, therein, there's a huge issue there, Kevin, that needs to be talked about. It's not racial, but there's a big issue. Okay, I give, I'm giving you 17 grand per student and nobody's learning anything, and you're telling me that the whole reason for that is I'm not giving you 20 grand. You know what? Yeah. 
that that dog doesn't give me a little more, yeah. and, uh, and and I'll I'll make it work. You know, but it it could be that that, that that a little more money will help, but it's not. You know, it it, it it's not. And it, nobody thinks that that you know ten percent more dough <clears throat> is the full solution. Nobody does. I mean, I don't care who you are, unless you tell me what we're doing wrong or right now and how we're going to get things better. I'm not giving. The, the solution is whatever it is. I'm not giving you another dime, which is not right either. So every place you turn, I mean, you recognize well, this. But you're also, what you're reflecting there in the I'm not giving you another dime is a total mistrust of government. Um, you know, I, I keep I keep saying this, you know, it comes up at least about once a month where, you know, the arguments for small government, uh, you know, can be constitutional. But in reality, it's their inability to do anything effectively or to do much effectively and uh, and the amount of corruption that's involved. And I, I think that's, you know, people understand that, and people, and, you know, this becomes then, um, you know, the, the reason why you start saying, well, you're going to get more, you're gonna, if you want more, you're going to have to pull it from, you know, pry it from my cold, dead hands. Um, it, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, this is mistrust that has been earned over a, um, over a period of decades, uh, and it's been earned quite well. Well, I think, but the flip side of it is, and, and which you would have to discuss. I mean, and, uh, is it's somewhere along the line, the schools are more than just schools. I mean, I, I can talk about the Catholic education I had, but all they did really was teach. There was there was no thought of nobody's getting breakfast at home. There was no no thought of anybody getting uh, lunch at home. Uh, there was no thought of uh, gee, half these kids are on drugs or need to be on drugs. There was none of that stuff. So. The schools are are kind of in the middle also of this social safety net, which puts them in a really bad spot. So I mean, it's not it's not all, you know. I mean, you know, you go to no, work. and, and I, I know that because I work for uh, um, you know a, a campus in our system um, where you know an incredibly high percentage of our students are uh, <coughs> what would be defined as excuse me <coughs> what would be defined as Pell eligible. Uh, which means uh, you know uh, they they qualify based on poverty, and uh, and it it does create a lot of challenges. And schools like ours have uh, you know all kinds of you know what what generically you'd call wraparound services, um, and they they range from anything that can uh, um, you know it, it basically it's a, it's services to perform anything that keeps you from being a successful college student. But that can, you know, so that means we have food pantries on campus. That means we have loaner laptop program uh, because, student, you know, students can't afford to get a laptop. I mean, it's all, all kinds of stuff like that, um, that that come into play. So I really get it, um, and and I understand it. The, the problem, of course, is um, that, it, you know, it's, it's how are the stewards of that, uh, of the funding for that doing? Um, are they, uh, you know, is this is there a trusting relationship with them? And if you feel like your schools are good stewards of that of those programs and of that money, and that they, that it's done without a lot of corruption involved and so on, then you know I think most people will be on board with it. The problem gets to be when you keep getting story after story after story, and even if it's anecdotal, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's not, um, it, you know, it's not good. It's not what's. Uh, um, it's it's not something that's going to uh, engender trust with people, and people if people don't trust you, they ain't going to give you their money. Well, and I, I think that 
it's one of those things where, God, if I ever ran for something and and people would uh, dissect every one everything I said on the show or you, Kevin, for that matter, uh, you'd find you'd find a million one-liners to keep me out of any office. But the fact is, there are there are a lot of points on both sides that need to be, and we we, we never get to the point now. Everything has to be. And we'll talk about Twitter after the break. Uh, Trump's or not Trump? Trump Tesla's uh, what's his name? Musk is buying the darn thing, allegedly. If 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 the people who said they'd give him money a year ago still will, which is to be determined. Uh, you know, there's there's absolutely two sides of the story, and in, and until we decide to stop stop tweeting bad stuff at each other and get in a room <clears throat> and then figure it all out, I don't see how there's ever any going to be a solution because now we have. Uh, <clears throat> This this bizarre thing. You're not you're not close to this as well. You probably are a little bit, but what's what's this? New, I keep forgetting the name of the bill. The uh, the the bill about no bail, cash bail, and all this crazy stuff. Well, the the right oh, wing the, safe, the safety bill. Yeah, the, the the right wing is is all over this. I mean, the the, the amount of pictures of people that can be let out. And of course, you got the most amazingly disgusting looking. <laughs> You know, a uh, black guy with dreadlocks looks like <clears throat> you know, he's murdered five guys the day before. I don't, wor- I don't know where to get these pictures yeah, it's, of people. It's Willie Horton. Yeah, it's a Willie Horton thing. And, and, they, and then there's pages of pages of this in these papers, and this guy's coming out, that guy's coming out. Now, I talked to my, uh, on Tuesday, I, l- I learned from my attorneys at the local uh, uh, library, shall we say, and uh, now they're saying that every, every single arraignment is going to be, you know, a, a knockdown drag out, whether whether you leave somebody in jail for like forever <laughs> or you let them out. And now yesterday, Lori Lightfoot in her, in her attempt to be reelected, <clears throat> and she's joined many politicians, I think, in that she would throw a baby off a bridge at, for a vote at this point. Her thing yesterday, I get an email from her, now I'm on the list, I have no idea, is that judges that let people out rather than stick them in jail, because she used to be a county prosecutor, I think, um, that they're gonna, we're going to target those judges, and she's going to give you a list of judges that you shouldn't say yes to on the uh, retention ballot. So anybody who lets anybody out now, she's going to target them to keep them in, the judge, to get rid of the judge. And I'm sitting there going, could, could this get any more bizarre, Kevin? I mean, wh- why, why can't we have some people sit down and say, okay, this cash bail system is not working all that well. What are the positives of it? What are the negatives? How can we change it? And it still doesn't stop the fact that out of this whole mess, because my friend was telling me last night how bad, because everything you've ever heard about county jail, multiply it like three times worse. And uh, and that's it, how bad it is. It's, there's, no, there's no education, there's no anything. I mean, there's no, no thought of somebody being in there coming out with a any kind of a trade. There's no, I mean, as to how with the zillions of dollars we spend and everything, how there isn't some kind of a trade school or a high school equivalent thing in, in county jail, I have no idea, Kevin. I mean, in Nevada, they, they're really big on that. They want everybody coming out of there be able to get a job and, and not coming back. We're here. I mean, we, we could care less. I mean, I, the sheriff before uh, Elrod, a long it, time it, ago. It's just criminal warehousing is what yeah. it is. I mean, the sheriff said, he goes, peop, he goes the average uh, reading level in county jail is like sixth grade, and when they leave, it's sixth grade. And why are we stunned when they come back? Mm. So now how, how are you going to repair all that when somebody's a violent offender it's stuff you're not you're not going to save everybody, Kevin. But if instead of ninety percent of the people, whatever the number is, I just picked that out of the air, coming back, if after two years you got sixty percent of the people coming back, in the long run, isn't that 
instead of having to pay to house somebody, somebody actually paying taxes in the, in the long run, isn't that a good investment? I yeah. Mean, okay. So, and, and I agree with you. So here's what would happen, though. Here, here's what it would be likely to happen. Someone would go past a really big, you know, um, a, a big bill yeah. that has a grand plan and a lot of funding, and then they'd implement it. And, ooh, you know, maybe 60% of the funding would find its way to the uh, direct uh, uh, the direct purpose for You're it. You're being charitable. And a lot yeah. of the other stuff would get siphoned off. And in the meantime, we'd be trying a whole lot of things that don't work because we don't really have the ability to have pilot programs and, uh, and try things out and see what works and see what doesn't and walk away from what doesn't. Uh, no. A simple thing like a... A, a, a jail oil change facility for guys that aren't that violent to change oil in people's cars. So when they when they leave there, they could go to work for Jiffy Loop. Something simple like that. We couldn't. We could never. We could never try that, Kevin. <laughs> right? We, we could never do that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Well, and there's going to be problems doing that because how are you going to get people to go to the jail oil facility? Well, you're going to charge less. If you're going to charge less, how's Jiffy Jiffy Loop feel about you at this point? You know, I, I, you're undercutting them. I, I, would, um, I would bet that people would go there if they thought it, would, it was helpful. I, I, think, I think some people would go out of their way to do it. Um, I, the, the question is, can you do a public-private partnership on this? Well, whatever. I mean, that but can, can you start with something that small? So at least there's, there's 10 people that when they leave here have a place they can go and, and apply at you know, Jiffy Lube or someplace. Yeah, and the whole idea of, of proof of concept is a you know is something that I, is is an important idea that is kind of lost on government. I like that proof of concept. Bring that up after break. SP futures down twenty six. Nasdaq futures down seven. Hey, by the way, since uh, we managed to screw up technically and never had didn't have Joel on, Joel says to make it up for him to him, he wants to come out in fifteen minutes with you on Friday and talk football. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So he, like Joel. Yeah, well, he's so I, enjoy, I enjoy Joel's sec- segment, so I will uh, enjoy chit-chat. Plus, I'm sure now that his Wolverines are up, what, five now? He's, he's, he's apo- you know, apoplectic. He's the other way. He's, 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 uh, he's gurgling with joy. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember, Joel. It was uh, like uh, two years ago. Michigan's a basketball school. Now. Uh, God, we'll be right back, Stacks and Jacks. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They're located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body, too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. 
Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Low and back stocks and jacks. Half time out. Matt Burnham on the board. SP futures down 27. NASA futures down 82. I got to put a different pair of computer glasses on today because there's some red on the screen instead of all green. A Dow futures down 266. Individual stocks. Goldman Sachs down 462. We got McDonald's down a buck. Caterpillar down three. Caterpillar was way up yesterday. So a lot of these stocks were. Uh, I mean, everything everything was a sea of green yesterday, but then that's so today. We're in Europe. We got the DAX down 100, which is. Was up way more than that yesterday. It's 0.8 percent. FTSE down 72. That's a full percent. CAC around down 30.5 percent. They were up. They were up the most yesterday, percentage-wise. So they're only giving back a little bit. Over in Asia, we got the Nikkei up 128.4 percent. Shanghai. Uh, these guys uh, still have not reopened. The last best trade was on 9:30 on the Shanghai. Uh, uh, however, Hang Seng is back open. They're up a thousand. Uh, still. It's almost 6%, and they're still only 18,000. That's how far down these guys were. So you used to say in the trading floor, Matt, we're down so far, it's starting to look like up, you know. But uh, it's still not looking like up over in Hang Seng. Yesterday, mm. Dow for like the second day in a row, up 825. S&P up 112. Um, that's a 3% move. You don't normally get 3% moves in the market. We've had something this year like 35 over 2% moves or something. I don't think I've ever had a year since I've been down here when things have been like that. Mm. Uh, NASDAQ up 360, 3.3%. So today's not so much of a turn back so far. Uh, bonds up six basis points, uh, 3.67. The Bund up two, 1.90, heading back towards two. The Japan up two, back up to 0.25. Oil down 46 cents, 86.04, but still 86.06. Still firmly above 80 now. It was below 80. Uh, Brent down 36 cents, 91.44. Natural gas down three cents, 680. Of a distant memory to the 9.25 or something a few weeks ago. Arbob down four cents, two sixty-three. After the break, we're going to ask Kevin why the hell gas went up here forty cents last week. It's like it's like four twenty. Why? I don't get that. It should be like eighty, ninety cents, and it's like a buck fifty. Mm. The difference. Uh, gold down twelve bucks, seventeen eighteen. Silver down sixty-one cents, twenty forty-eight. As silver ran up huge the other day, and now it's coming back a little bit. The copper down three cents, three forty-five. We've got crypto or Bitcoin down seventy-two bucks, but still over the. Twenty thousand dollar minor fear number, major fear I think is more like eighteen, but it's twenty thousand zero seven seven, and we've got the uh, currencies which had a massive move. When I say massive, I'm talking about euro dollar and G and the British pound against the dollar. Massive moves up yesterday are coming back today. Uh, the euro is down seventy to point nine nine, and uh, the British pounds back down to one point one three five. Uh, again, they were up huge yesterday. What do you got for us, Traffic Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. Currently 636, Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. 
a little accident prone out there in uh, on the Chicago traffic landscape. Uh, accident eastbound on the Kennedy, blocking the left lane before Nagel Avenue. Uh, expect delays up to 30 minutes. Yeah, that's a bit of a, a, a harsh one there. Uh, accident as well on the Dan Ryan. It occurred in the express lanes north before the Stevenson Expressway. Uh, those delays expected to be around 10 minutes. Now for weather in Chicago, mostly cloudy currently at 50 degrees right now. Uh, as for the rest of the day, expect a high of 78 and a low of 50. In Phoenix, though, partly cloudy, currently 73 degrees, a high of 94 and a low of 73. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs played Cincinnati Reds and lost 3-2. Cubs back again this afternoon against the Reds. The White Sox, though, at home with the Twins. Sox end up winning 8-3. Sox and Twins back again this afternoon for a rematch. Catch that at 3-10 today. Tomorrow, though, in the NFL, Colts playing in Denver with the Broncos. Colts currently stand at one win, two losses, and one tie. Broncos, 2-2. Two to two. All for now, Chief. Back to you. Thursday night football does not exist for me because I refuse to be buffaloed into buying prime. As you notice, I, I refuse to call it Thursday night uh, football anymore. I'm not, I'm not promoting it. We're not promoting it on, on, on the show. No, no Amazon Prime here. Well, you don't want to get fined. Like, what's her name? Kardashian. Oh, yeah. We don't want that. Yeah. Not for us. But of all the people that tout stuff all day long, um, here, here's one right now, CNBC. Where the hell is, I just look here. Uh, uh, I don't know, they just took it off here. But mm-hmm. uh, somebody was talking about you got you got to buy this one particular stock. Uh, oh, somebody was saying that uh, uh, Airbnb is like you got you got to buy this thing no mm-hmm. matter what, and it's going to the moon. Well, okay, fine. Uh, now, if it doesn't go to the moon, that guy's not going to get fined. No, no, it's it's so. Anyway, Kevin, we have a. What do you make of the uh, the uh, Elon Musk deal with uh, Twitter? I mean it. This is a background on the story. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, shoots off his mouth like he's done in his own place a couple times. Said he was going to take it private at a certain price, then he didn't, and you know, ran up one day and then ran down the next, cost people money, and some people made money, obviously. Uh, and so now, he, he, a while ago, maybe was nine months, a year ago, he says, well, he's going to take Twitter private at, for forty-four billion dollars, fifty-four dollars and change a share. The stack is worth. In anybody's estimation, maybe twenty twenty-five. They make at best twenty cents a quarter, so they make maybe a dollar a year. <laughs> you know, maybe to give them a, give them a break, two dollars a year, with no no real light on the horizon as to how they're going to make it any better. I mean, they, the reason why people like it is because they don't have to pay for it. And by the way, it's hard it's hard to get advertising in there because people want everything for free today. <clears throat> you know, no matter what it is, which is somewhat unfortunate. People bitch all day about it or not. They don't have good news media, but they would never ever think that they have to buy a newspaper and actually pay somebody. But that's another story. So the guy, then he says, I don't want it. He claims that these bots or that the, the, the company is being uh, mis... Information flow out of the company has been, been wrong and that it's not worth as much as he thought it was because all these things are fake, blah, blah, blah. Then he goes into court. Of course, he talked to him and said he was going to buy it. <clears throat> so he goes into court and he's... He was going to be deposed this week, and then he says, okay, I'll buy it for this, the original price of 54 And the stack is now trading, uh, what the hell is it, uh, $51.90. Now, he supposedly has people that were going to finance it, meaning Morgan Stanley and other people. And he had, like, Larry Ellison or somebody compl- saying they're going to pony up $2 billion. Well, can you imagine how those phone calls are going right now, Kevin? Hey, you know, remember that? Twenty billion, you'd said you'd lend me. Is it still there? Even though everybody, me included, saying the place same is price a, too, right? Same yeah. price was a couple of months ago. 
where even even somebody like me said there's no way in hell it's worth 54 but by the way how about lending me money for that I mean this this is amazing to me plus how could a court rule this this is how, how crazy our courts are uh, and, and, and well, the differences between people that are, are working and people who are I won't say not working but working for the uh, the man shall we say how could you how could you tell somebody? To buy something when they don't need dough. I mean, one thing that was like telling Matt Byrne, Matt, you got to buy that Rolls Royce for three hundred grand. I can rule that way, but if I'm not giving Matt the three hundred grand, how exactly is he going to do it? I'll figure it out. He'll figure it I out. Got my ways. He's got his ways. <laughs> He's going to rob Andrew. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're loaded. We're loaded. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, this whole idea—you you must. Nobody thinks this thing's worth fifty-four bucks, and so now he's, he says he's going to go through with it. Well, now the stock's trading almost 52, and everybody's, yesterday was talking, we're talking about how, you know, why isn't trading like 54? <laughs> I don't know if this, if this, if this poison pill, if there isn't something still going to happen in here, Kevin. I, I go back to uh, when I, when I first started, there was a lot of takeovers because stocks were, were lower and interest rates were, were uh, so ridiculously high. It was the other end of the spectrum. The stocks were so low that you had, Takeovers, they were, I guess I'd call them uh, Kevin balance sheet takeovers. I mean, I mean, I can look at Twitter here and uh, and say, okay, God, these guys make, you know, whatever. Say two bucks a year, I'll have a number out there, and I'm going, I ain't paying $54 for this thing. Um, however, if Twitter was a 50 or 100 year old company, they could have they could have something on their balance sheet that nobody would even know. This would be a, a Bob Golden question. You know, I mean, how would you even. I'll give you an example when uh, when CCB bought uh, ABC back when everything was really on the low end, uh, they bought the place and unbeknownst to just about anybody, ABC owned like a building that was a square block in Manhattan. And two years later, they sold the building for more than they paid for the whole company. Same thing happened when uh, uh, Northwest Airlines bought somebody bought Northwest Airlines. And they were always what fly northwest or whatever. They they were they their big thing was the Japan route, right? When Tokyo, when all of a sudden the Japan uh, trade really picked up, they had the routes from like Minneapolis, which is where they were from, to uh, Tokyo. Well, evidently they owned a, a huge building in downtown Tokyo that was fully depreciated. So whoever bought Northwest Airlines made a bandit well, got bandit just by selling the place. Well, I doubt if Twitter has anything like that. So, I mean, sometimes when you see these 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 uh, uh, purchases, there's something on the balance sheet that people forgot that's their order's property. That was supposed to happen when it came out, right? You just go with Eddie Lambert. He's not doesn't care about selling blue jeans, but he knows all about this property. Well, it turns out that they went out worthless. But so these takeovers. You, but anyway, some guy comes on TV, and uh, it was just like now. Somebody said, "I'll pay I'll pay sixty bucks for for Kevin and Matt Inc." And it's trading 40. Well, the stock would go to 58, and it would sit there like forever. And finally, when they actually wrote the checks, the last week it would sneak up to 60. So some, when they first start out with CNBC, some, you know, obviously intelligent dude, but he turned out to be a buffoon, comes on there and says, the easiest money in all of Wall Street, easiest, is whenever people say they're going to buy a company, and the stock goes to like 95% of the price, to to borrow money and buy it there, to to get the other five percent is the is the easiest game on Wall Street because they always 
always go through with it. They've never once not in the last eight years and the last three or four of these things. I've made out like a bandit and he was looking for money. And it turns out the next one was uh, sort of fell apart. And then there was the United Airlines one. And in, in like four months after the guy was on TV, I think he, he was carried out of someplace feet first. But it was hard. now right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna I very rarely give investment advice. I tell you what, if I if I had a bunch of you know, I actually asked, asked my brother if we have a bunch of clients with Twitter. I don't think we do. If we do, I'm, I'm calling them and saying you got to get out of this thing at 52. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, I just I mean, I never do that. I mean, and everybody knows on the air, I never give. But I mean, the the, the chance. I mean, they're, they're, what are the chances of this thing falling apart somehow, Kevin? They're they're finite. I don't know if it's one percent or four percent. And should you be happy with 52 and something the whole world says is worth 25? Hey, don't be greedy here. I'm just saying. Okay. Now that may have been the longest question you ever asked me. Yeah. You know. It, 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 Make check check blush on that one. Um, anyway, well, there's, uh, a, there's a long story to it, right? There, there was a long story short, right? Yeah, long story um, short. And, don't anyway, tell um, a, a couple of a couple of things. I, you know, clearly Musk uh, must not have thought his uh, um, the legal proceeding was going his way. So you know, time to cut losses, um, and uh, and so he's he's stuck. What, what I think is going to be interesting here now is that he has been saying all along that the fake accounts, the bot accounts, all, that all, all of that, all of that tied to the revenue stream has been uh, way understated. And now he's going to have his hands on the company. He's either got he's got to put up. If, if he's right, he has to go out there and devalue his own company. And if he's wrong, he's going to have to say, I was wrong. Very much like Fonzie would say, I was I was Yeah, He's going to have a really hard time saying he was wrong. Well, it'll show up right away if he doesn't make any money. You know, when you start paying... Yeah, but, you know, there's there's a basis for the money is, for the revenue stream, is the amount of activity on there. Now, if he's saying that most of the activity is conjured, is you know, not real people, it's uh, you know, it's other kinds of activity, then you know, whatever he's getting in uh, for his revenue stream is going to be substantially lower. And if he's going, if if he's right that it's uh, that it wasn't it hasn't been stated correctly, uh, then the only ethical thing left to do for him is to report it accurately is to get his hands on the numbers, get a grip on the numbers, report it accurately, and then um, adjust his uh, uh, advertising rates accordingly. Well, so he's he's kind of walking into an interesting place. Um, now, I, I don't know if he gets in there and is able to really, uh, you know, lead a charge, get the right people in place, and truly measure this. He might have a basis for an after-the-fact lawsuit. I don't know. I don't know the legalities of that. Um, but who's but he going to sue? Been, who's know, he going to sue? Successful suit saying uh, you misrepresented something that you sold to me. Um, so you know that's it, it, that's conceivable. But uh, you know, I, I think that's going to be the to me that's the interesting part of the deal. If he's, will he make money on it or not? No, I don't know. I, probably not. Well, but, I just. Uh, um, but will will he? Will there be a full accounting? of what he has claimed all uh, throughout this process. And I, that's, that's the part that I want to see. Well, 
Well, the idea, the thing to me w- is that the uh, the courts. I mean, the idea of you know finding businesses like b- billions of dollars for you know claims from people and so forth. You know, this is you're going to pressure them, but uh, the idea of, of forcing somebody because they got a big mouth basically to to to, to pay you know twenty billion dollars more for something is kind of a lot. But he, even if even if he's Harry Houdini and he's a talented guy. If he's Harry Houdini and turns this thing around in five years from now, they're making you know twenty bucks a year. Still doesn't mean it was a good buy, right? <laughs> he still, no matter what he did, somebody somebody now today by their big mouth or by the courts or by something is pay, is paying fifty four dollars for something that's worth twenty five by just about. And I don't know, I I've never valued the place, but every single person since day one who's been in any of the, any of the, the tout channels. It said I wouldn't give you twenty five for this place. That's about that's what the number should be. And then oh now he's gonna pay fifty four. And it's uh I mean I, I I tell you what, if you're a Twitter shareholder, you just died and went to heaven. I mean I in my opinion. Which is which is fine. I mean everybody gets to be lucky once in a while. I just I wonder if Kevin if if this whole all the problems that you and I see and all the stuff with the uh mortgages and they you know, I, I know I have no business coming up with a capital asset pricing model on, on TV or radio at 7.30 in the morning or 6.30. But it's it's stunning to me how people, other than uh, you and, and obviously Audrey and Nancy because we're in the business, the, the, the knowledge of most people that at a 6% mortgage, the mortgage on a house at 250 is the exact same as it was at 3%, a house at 500 it, it it does not register with most people, and obviously if they went to buy it and they went through the numbers and somebody showed it to them, they would they would figure it out because because they probably couldn't write That's the check. tied to your monthly payment. Yeah, but it's but the idea that it's it's that dramatic, I don't think. What percentage of the population even 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 the people understands what a hike? Yeah, how, how much hike. more is it if you have a one percent rate hike? Yeah, um, well, double is on, but double Actually, is on, on those kind of numbers over that kind of a term. Well, double in, in in four months, six months is, I think it probably happened back in the '80s, but it's it's it, it's really something. So, I mean, what you and I are trying to keep our hands on is looking at the various parts of the population and saying how are they be affected by by, by legislation, how they being affected by the economy, how they being affected by you know other things. And I, I couldn't believe it when I walked the food store last week and there were limits on how much pasta and peanut butter you could buy. I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like the Depression or World War Two for God's and sake. And you don't limit the chief. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't. <laughs> I mean, uh, I not on pasta, not on peanut butter. Well, um, if you, if you if you wander around, you can still get all the pasta you want. But, mm. but I mean, if you're going to feed people for not much money, and, and kids, you're going to have peanut butter and pasta and rice, mm. right? Yeah. I mean, what, what I mean, it's uh, and actually the tuna fish was all sold out. The cheap tuna fish, mm. the good stuff was still yeah. there. So I mean, uh. Kevin, it's kind of a... Did you see, I I sent you an article this morning, you probably haven't had time to look, um, called The Ten Steps of Stagflation. How many are we we up to, nine? We're on on six. Um, Yeah. So uh, it's it's the inflation shock, followed by real wages decline, followed by consumption declines, which we've experienced, which is then real GDP declines, followed by productivity collapses. Step six is the Fed Act. Then step seven is the economy nosedives. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, and then it, and it, it will if it, you know if if we start to see uh, hits on employment and.
and and we're seeing that. You know, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, a, a million, you know, a million fewer job openings. Um, that that's substantial. People who were hiring before are starting to say, "Don't need to hire anymore." Um, and you know, what follows that, of course, is layoffs. And so then, now you go back to exactly what you've discussed several times on here. Now that that uh, that home price is not, you know, the the rate situation doesn't support that home price anymore. If people have to get out of the homes, they're selling at a loss. And that's what we saw, you know, that's what we saw in, in mass in early 2008. And so that was the economy, led to the economy nosedive, followed by price inflation drops to the level of wage inflation. And then step nine, unemployment jumps and wage pressures abate. And step 10 is the recession finally ends. Well, I, did, I sent a, uh, I never usually do this, but there was a uh, big chef near Chicago and CNBC talking about how they have to keep raising the rates and so forth. And uh, and even though I've been the biggest, I mean, I, you know, Kevin, we were talking about inflation before anybody even talked about it, right, years ago. And uh, I honestly believe that this is so much different. So I sent this guy, uh, there's Southside, maybe that's why he didn't answer me back. I sent him a, a pretty involved email regarding, you know, by the way, I was once a University of Chicago student and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I said I, I I really do think that I disagree with what you just said on TV because you're you're treating this inflation like it was during the 70s and 80s and it is absolutely totally different. I mean it, it may seem the same but it, it absolutely is not. I mean right now if you go back four or five months you have no money supply growth whatsoever. So the, the, there really is no inflation pouring in. The the acceleration has stopped. What you're dealt what you're dealing with this time is because the money went in there so fast. You're dealing with a a, a general price level that is totally uncomfortable for 90% of the population. It's not the same as inflation today. I, I don't really know how to, to fix it, Kevin, but I know it's not well, the I, same. Yeah, and, and I don't either. One of the things that we're going to see is the happy talk is going to roll around as we start to see the year-over-year uh, rate of increase go down. And the reason we're going to see that is because we're finally at the point where a year ago this month, inflation was really, really high. So naturally, the year-over-year is going to look better. That's how the math works. Well, if, if for instance, boy, I don't want to do this. If, for instance, the, the government would decide, <laughs> God, I don't even want to go down this road, that we really want to do something about fossil fuels and we're going to put a, a five-hour a gallon tax on gas and diesel. I mean, oh, God, I, don't, I can't believe I'm saying this for fear somebody might... If we did that, okay, and, and all of a sudden it's there, and now everybody is getting gagged by this. Every, the whole distribution system, everything is being gagged by this. Next month, Kevin, there would be no inflation. There actually might be slightly deflation, but the price level is now so uncomfortable, it almost doesn't matter. But you, you're not going to combat that by, fed, by the Fed drawing money out of the system. It's it's a different it's a different problem. I mean, and, and it needs to be combated a little bit, but I think it needs to be combated more by making sure there is no much no more, and we're going to find a way for people to make more money, and and and, and people are going to grow into it. I don't know that you that you all of a sudden pull that money back out right now and just see where that lands because that's that's a policy that is is fraught with peril as well. That's how you oh, throw. Oh yeah, in. Um in, in the quality management world, we refer to that approach as tampering. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it's really just a, a little of this, little of that, without any planning, without any um, testing, without any of that proof of concept that I mentioned yeah. before. I love that, uh, uh, that phrase, by the way, proof of anything. concept. Um, you know, that, that none of that uh, is involved. You just keep screwing it up this way, and when that doesn't work, you screw it up the other way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, that, that's like the biggest mistake you can make. And, and I think we're about to make it, and, uh, you know, worldwide. And I just, well, I tell you, aren't you somewhat stunned, even though you're, you know, you're, you're, you're more conservative than I am, aren't you somewhat stunned in the midst of, midst of this, all, this whole mess? <laughs> out, of all, out of all the things to do at this time, that this lady piles in in London and starts turning about, talking about lowering taxes for high end. I mean, not that they're not too high or whatever, I don't know what they are, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, Trump piling in and saying, first thing we've got to do is, is lower, lower taxes for corporations. Gee, maybe it's one thing you want to do, but how is it the first? I mean, I, you know, it's only 30%, for God's sake. It's not like it's 70. I mean, I, they never seem to forget who, who puts them in office, do they? Either side. Well, they, they don't. And you and Hal got into this a little bit yesterday, too, though. In, in the case of the Trump tax cuts, I, I think people tend to forget very conveniently that things like state and local taxes, uh, you know, and now I'm not talking about corporate, I'm talking about individual income taxes, but state and local taxes got capped, which meant that people who that were in, uh, you know, the, the largest, most expensive homes just got their taxes increased uh, because they, 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 they couldn't deduct what they used to deduct. Um, and also people conveniently forget that the personal exemption was doubled, and what that meant to especially individual taxpayers on the lower end of the spectrum, because two-thirds of the people in the United States who file their personal income taxes don't itemize, and that meant immediately a tax, a tax break for everybody who doesn't itemize, and then from there, most people who itemize got a tax break, too. Okay. So, th- th- my, my point being that... He, he, do they, you know, do they cater to the people who put them in office? Sure, but do they always? You know, I don't. Uh, I, I think in the case of the uh, tax cut that was that went through, um, you know, after Trump took office, there was a lot in there for the average person too. Uh, there was there was and some, and, and actually, to, to a lot of a big extent, the average person put them in office. Yeah, so, I mean, it did, but I, I guess what my point being is that. Um, if, if all it does is throw you into a bigger deficit, you're, 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 not, you're not doing any good. All you're doing is putting it on to the next guy. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, 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 the Trump economic uh, uh, approach was, you know, and, and everybody says, well, yeah, that was COVID. No, it was bad before COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, well, we COVID made it worse. Spending then, too. Um, but, uh, you know, that COVID just made it worse. And the problem is, you know, Trump got roped into shutting things down uh, and supporting shutdowns, um, you know, like an idiot, he, you know, gets really impressed with some people, and then, uh, you know, uh, a few months later, he's down on them, um, which is the case with Fauci and Burks and all those people, but by then, they were too entrenched, and he wasn't able to do anything about it, and, um, uh, and nobody would listen, and he took his beatings from the media, and all of that it led to, uh, you know, the very gleeful shutdown of the economy, which, you know, kind of, you know, we were saying, you know, well, I, I won't say we, I, you know, there were a whole bunch of people saying at the time, this is, this just isn't right. 
Well, and there were a lot of people like me who were saying, if you do it, keep your eyes open because it's got to be short term, and the minute you can do something else, you got to do it. Uh, yeah, I, and I, I remember feeling like you know at the time before any, before we apparently knew a lot um, that if if we were doing it, I remember the sentiment that said, you know what, this you know this may let's say it's necessary. If it's necessary, we still can't afford it because we've been so ir- irresponsible over the decades. Well, that's there in line. Boy, that's a that's a quite quite the statement there. Kevin, talk to you Friday, and you and I'll let you and Joel joust. I mean. It's too bad the Irish look so bad because now you can't even say uh, we won a game. Well, they played pretty, they played really well last time, so we'll see how they do this week. They're not they're not playing. Uh, when's the last the next time they play Michigan? The years, right? Uh, I have no idea. Probably after they join the Big Ten. Oh God, S and P futures up thirty three. Nas- I'm sorry, down thirty three. So he's saying up. Nasdaq futures down one hundred two. We're giving back some of yesterday, but not all. Be right back, Professor Russell Rhodes. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708 349 3456, that's 708-349-3456, or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hey, I don't want your money touching my money. Welcome back to Stocks and Jocks. 
<laughs> a little taste of Loretta Ooh. Lynn this morning. And I can't, I can't wait, wait to hear them. If you want to listen to this a little bit, yeah, you're the reason our kids are ugly. <laughs> little doubt. <laughs> Looks ain't everything. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> that, is, um, that is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> you're the reason our kids are ugly. Yeah. Uh, say it like a, it is. That's my new intro song, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh. <laughs> did you ever. God, it's got me thinking of, of genetics now. Uh, oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's a uh, how in the world? Never mind. You, you're thinking of genetics. Yeah. Of the country. I mean, I understand. I kind of understand it, but well, uh, I, I was thinking of. Uh, I, I just. I figured you were probably thinking of like some distant cousin who married poorly, and um, you, you have a hard time looking at their kids at the family reunion because yeah. that's what the song's about. Actually, you know what? I did have a my mother's cousin <laughs> met, uh, married poorly. Oh. It was a uh, God. It was a. Uh, the guy, he, you know, he hung with it, hung with the deal. I'll say that for him. But he was a yeah. brilliant mining engineer who was a good enough baseball uh-huh. player to uh, drafted by Kansas City, and he was in spring training. And she kind of showed up, and I, I think they said they wanted no part of her, so they cut him. You know, mm-hmm. and, like she pretty much. Mm-hmm. But they stayed, you know, they had a you know, bunch of kids together. But if you looked at him, you said, how, how in God's name are these two together? <laughs> it just was like. Opposites attract. Let's just say uh, she would have been a serious country music buff. Is that a fair way to put it? <laughs> but, you know, I was. Hey, um, before you before you get going, because I was I was listening um, on my drive into the, the office. Uh, Twitter has about three point five billion of tangible long term assets on their balance sheet. That number has been coming down, so I doubt that it's jacked up an awful lot. And I have no idea what that composes, but. Yeah, I don't either. They, it, it's not, and it's Delta that bought Northwest because uh, Northwest Hub was in Memphis, and basically they closed down two thirds of the airport after Delta bought Northwest. Yeah, and then, but then they own they own real estate in Tokyo, I'm, right? Oh yeah, they did. They did. There was a there was an asset on the balance sheet. But you were talking about the, you know, about Twitter and saying that there's probably not. And you're right. There's there's not some sort of hidden asset on the um, on the balance sheet. Yeah, but they probably rent in their space. But that's another that's another story. Mm-hmm. I got to give you my quick genetics thing. Remember? Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Remember uh, Celine Dion? I mean, she's great, big star, beautiful mm. lady, great, great singer. Mm. Well, they they, they, mm-hmm. showed, they showed her family once, and I mean, it, it looked like what was the, what was the girl's name that was the, the good looking girl in the Munster family? <laughs> It looked, uh, looked oh, I, I know. Yeah, I know you're talking about. It looked That's the blonde like, girl that was the one that. Yeah, guys are going there for a date. Looked, and the first thing they do is they run the lack of a better way, normal. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> me tell you what: weird, weird stuff could happen to genetics. <laughs> I'm just saying. It can happen in genetics. Well, have you ever? And, and I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. I thought you were saying. I was gonna mention some. I was gonna mention somebody famous who, uh, whose parents. Um, don't look anything like that person. But I'm just going to let it go. Well, I'll, I'll email you who I was thinking about. Well, I don't want to get myself in trouble. Well, how many like basketball players or, or or terrific you know athletes that are male and female that are you know tall and incredible shape and you sit there where's the, where's the gene pool and you see the parents and you go where where, where did that guy come from it, or that girl <laughs> I mean but, it, but you know that yeah. hey that's a good thing I mean uh, just, just yeah. saying so what what is your I don't know I, I don't know why I'm hung up kind of on the and this Twitter thing, but I, at the end of the day, I just, the idea that all of a sudden you, something's in the, some guy shoots off his mouth, says he's going to buy something for like way more, 
takes a look at it and says, nah, which he did to his own company, and he did uh, mm-hmm. at, least, at least once. Uh, I, mean, I, I'm, I just don't know what the efficacy is of a court to say you got to buy it when... Uh, what, what, what if he didn't have the dough? You'd have to come borrow it from us, or maybe you, not me. I mean, what do you, what do you think Morgan Stanley? Aren't they supposed to be coming up with... Somebody's coming up with like fifteen, twenty bill in financing. They didn't want that phone call, did they? No, no. And you know, the the, the thing that when you were talking about the, the financing, um, the thing that, that that you didn't note was I, I and I, I didn't have a chance to check the change in interest rates, but rates be they're like two and a half, three percent higher than what they were when he was first talking about this. And I severely doubt that he's going to get the same terms that he had before just because of the change in interest rates, regardless of any other aspect of the deal. And there are a lot of other bad aspects of the deal. Um, and you 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 brought up the 52 thing. Why, why isn't it already up at, is it supposed to be 5420? Yeah. Um, why isn't it already 5420? Well, that's the, like anything else in the financial world that, that's got a forward-looking aspect to it, that's just the odds of the deal getting done. Well, you know, if you if, if you think you're going to get fifty four twenty for the stock a month from today, why wouldn't you pay? I think it's just under fifty two right now. Well, that's because there's a chance this thing will fall through, and in this case, I would think the odds of this deal falling through are even greater. Well, to do the quick math, yeah. if if you're going to finance half of it, which I got to believe they're going to finance more than that, but if they finance half of it, yeah, it's twenty two billion. Yeah. All right, so ten percent would be. Two point two billion a year, but say he's going to get five percent. One point one billion a year in interest. Can this can this place carry that at all? I can't imagine they can. Well, maybe they've already got um, six point seven billion of debt on the balance sheet right now, and this is as of the end of uh, June, the June quarter. We haven't gotten the third quarter numbers yet. So now now we're going to have so. thirty. <laughs> Good yeah. God. So. Yeah, I just yeah. I, you, you started talking about the numbers, and I, I was like, I'm gonna get into the office and go look at a balance sheet, and that's what I've done. Well, you know, it, um, it's, it's, it reminds by, me. By the way, I, I, I logged in a call to my family who was on the way to, to school this morning, and um, we're on the speakerphone, and my, my daughter's a senior in high school and taking economics, which is kind of fun because it's the first time she's ever done anything in the business area and, and we spent a long time talking about nominal and real rates over the weekend and everything but she said should I tell my professor or should I tell my, my teacher that that we should be listening to stocks and jocks so we can learn about the economy I'd say yes yeah. yes Cr- she might up. bring that up today so I'll let you know um, I, I might show up with you know 25 high school students one morning at 6 a.m. there you know that'd be great just let me know if we get to, <laughs> if, I, if I can find a place open down here I'll get the high school students drink coffee some do, I'm sure. Some of them do. Mine, mine, mine tried it, and it didn't go very well. They're iced tea girls, uh, or, uh, or not even that? Not even that. So. Coke? Just if you got a nice, cool drink of water, she's in great shape. All right. Well, boy, you got, you, you got good kids. What, what happened there? I didn't have good... You know, and, and I, you know, I figured we would deviate in other directions, but um, there there probably is a, that... that, that song is very appropriate because God knows where these two kids came from. I would, you know, I, I didn't have a family, yeah. unfortunately. And I, I tell you what, if I had a girl who was a senior in high school and I could talk to her about economics and she was interested, I'd be the happiest guy on earth. 
Oh, I know. I, you know, it's uh, you know having your kid wander into your office because she always seems to come in and want to talk to me on Saturday mornings when I'm uh, just kind of reviewing what happened in the previous week, and I'll always drop anything and talk to her whenever she wants to do that. Um, but you know, getting a text in the middle of the school day uh, saying, "Now, what's the difference between real and nominal again?" You know, and getting to explain that. Hell yeah, that's that's a parent's dream. Well, how do you get? <laughs> How do you get kids you know? that, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I was, well, I won't say odd, I was odd in a lot of ways probably, mm-hmm. but my my uncles were all really, really good at what they did. They were either one guy put uh, printing presses together, other people did other stuff. You couldn't, and plus they all love sports. I, any opportunity mm-hmm. I had to sit next to them after age, after age like eight or nine, you couldn't, mm-hmm. get, me, you couldn't get me away from them. Yeah. You know, and, uh, yeah. The guys, the guys at Pullman, that all had their offices, engineers, and guys were, they came from all walks of life. They had some brilliant people there. If if I didn't have anything to do, and they, and they didn't care in those days because nobody had email or anything like that. If you had anything to do and you wandered off and set yourself in a, you know, the, the plant engineer's office and just BS with the guy for an hour, nobody cared because you. That's you know. Plus, I was a finance guy. They actually thought I was working right. In fact, I was mm-hmm. just, I was just pick, I was just picking their brain for everything. Of course, they were doing the same thing to me, but still, yeah. It was it was like going to a, up the best class on earth sitting with these guys, you know, an hour a week with oh, yeah. five different guys. I mean, you learn so much from other people, and, and some kids don't even want to be near you if you don't, if you don't want to talk about God knows what. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, but you happen to get somebody who actually cares about the world. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you? Oh, yeah, how no, do you they, they both have their their big interests. She's uh, she's fingers crossed she wants to do journalism she wants to focus on big topics journalism wise and she wants to go to Northwestern so we're, we're going to be holding our breath for a little while till we, till we hear back on that one well we uh my buddy I'll just say Bill my attorney buddy that I see on, on uh, Tuesday nights and find out what's going on in the city well this couple walks in and he starts uh, of course talking to him he's a real friendly guy and it's this absolutely beautiful young lady with a, with a Guy comes in, he's five minutes late, and Bill starts going, "Yeah, how would you? Why'd you keep a lady like that?" Wait, well, it turns out the guy's a defense attorney, and he's doing some work on the hurricane stuff. And the lady is uh, a criminologist by master's in criminology and something else. I'm sitting there going, "These are two of the best young people. Maybe, maybe we do have a chance." I mean, there's there's a lot of really good young people yeah, around. There, there really are. There's still, you know, I, there's still hope for the future. I see it every single day. Um. In Indiana. Well, Kevin feels the same way. I see it every single day. There, there are always there are always the students that, that make you realize we're not that things are going to be okay. Well, people don't wreck it so much where they can't fix it. Uh, I, I I don't think it'll happen. I I, I still I, I don't fear for the future quite yet. Well, Matt Weber says that. No, I say, no, I say that. You know, I'll yeah. somebody will piss me off in forty five minutes and. My attitude will completely change. But it's the beginning of the day. Nothing bad has happened yet. I've only been up for 45 minutes. Well, as Matty Weber told me, Chief, before before you croak, you got to fix this mess. You guys created it, which is probably true. He's probably true about that. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, in, I was in Vegas once, and and um, some really drunk kid wandered up to me and, and said something along the lines of, yeah, we're screwing everything up for you guys. And, and I looked at it, I said, you, you, you kind of got that backwards, don't you, man? I'm going to be gone before you are. You're going to be stuck with it. And the guy also had a beer uh, duct tape to his hand. So I don't know how seriously I should have taken him. Uh, if you came in, I think if you can't hold your own beer, it's time to stop drinking. 
Exactly. Just, just saying. Yeah. You know. Oh, so what? Uh, <laughs> what is this? What is the deal with? I, I, I was mentioning. I, I probably should have waited for you, but I went on a kind of a rant that what we're seeing in the market now, in one man's opinion, has nothing to do with with how the stocks quote are doing. It has to do with how you're valuing the currencies that you're valuing the stocks with. Exactly. Now, this is, it's been a long, long time since we've had anything that's been currency driven. Um, but in the consulting work that I do, I talk to a lot of really smart people periodically, and we've been doing a little bit of an outreach of what people are thinking toward the end of the, toward the end of this year, but more, more so into 2023. And, uh, uh this is the third year I've done this. It's the first year that everybody keeps talking about currency. I don't think it's ever been mentioned before. Well, is it? Yeah. I um, hope that they're it's, not. That's right. It's it's you know money is flowing into the U.S. and it's got to go. You know, it's in, in money's like water. It's going to find somewhere to go. Well, you know what? I, I I don't. I think people understand it, but they don't want to. The people you're talking to, I clearly understand it. But it, when when you mention currency value. Your your mind immediately flips toward value of the dollar versus the pound versus the euro, the euro versus the Aussie mm-hmm. versus the Canadian, uh, and and that's that's not where I'm pushing it now since they since they they were acting so much in consist for a while and then it seems like they they aren't lately they're acting so much in consist but that you can almost I I I was I was viewing it much differently now you know where I'm coming from. That it, it's it has nothing to do with that pound versus U.S. It's mm-hmm. it's it's currencies versus uh, things they value. It's for, it's currencies mm-hmm. versus baseball cards versus automobiles versus stocks. If you if you lower them all or raise them all up, that it's not between the two of them anymore. It's between them and everything else in the world. Yeah. But how many people, I guess, grasp that or think of it that way? You don't. Hey, you don't really think of that opportunity cost thing, and, and it's because it's not a interface logical thought, and, and that's really what what we're talking about here is, um, you know, if you're going to do one thing with the money, then you can't do something else. Right. It's, it's based on those sorts of choices, and you know, like when it, I'm just starting on this part in one of my graduate finance classes, where. Um, you, you, you've got a limited number of choices to deploy capital, and you have to take some sort of an opportunity cost into account. And that, that's, I guess that's kind of what's happening with, with, you know, assets versus the currencies as well. Well, when the Australian Central Bank... You're making, you're making me deep think without coffee. Well, when the Australian Central Bank, well, they only raised half, and they are supposed to raise three quarters, obviously mm-hmm. was a signal. Well, clearly, I mean, well, not clearly, but in my conspiratorial mind somebody knew that the day before right <laughs> oh I'm sure yeah yeah and, so well yeah I don't, you know I I met with those people about four weeks ago <laughs> so I'm trying to think of, of how tight to ship it I, I, I don't know you know I don't know I, I don't know it, 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 they seem I don't think so I don't I, I, I like to believe those things don't get leaked I think maybe there was um, an anticipation. I haven't. I'm planning on going back and looking at the derivative markets and seeing if there was any adjustment just before it. I, I'm not going to say that yeah. the, the the people, male and female, that you talked to picked up the phone and called mm-hmm. somebody. But I'm saying I, I don't believe it was a it was a surprise to 
Powell or uh, to uh, what's the name? Oh, our guys, yeah. Or or they're, they're, or Lazar. They're really talking to each other right now. Yeah, or everybody thinks yeah. that there's this lack of coordination. They're talking to each other. It doesn't mean they agree on everything that they're doing, but they're in. A, they're talking to each other a lot. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say never been to Australia, but my my buddies at Pullman went down there and were helping with a contract to help with a railroad car down there. They were using a lot of Pullman patents, so guys are going down mm-hmm. and, and doing the stuff. They they thought those people down there was about as honest and as nice you came across. I'm gonna say yeah, that's that's exactly you just phrased what I what I had in my mind better than I did. That's exactly what the, the impression that I have of the people there. Well, I'm, ahead, I'm gonna say that. Boy, I. You know what? What the hell? I'm not 20 years old anymore. I'm going to say our Fed is like a sieve. That if if, if our if our people knew that they were going to not only do half a percent, I don't. If there was a leak, it didn't come from there. I'm going to say Goldman and Morgan. Those people knew instantly that if our if our people knew here, they knew instantly. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Or I don't trust the people in Europe. Lazar, I don't think Lazar runs a tight ship. I don't even know who's the guy. What's the guy's name in Britain? I don't even know what the hell his name is. Head of their central bank. I don't even know who the Bank of England person. I is. think you're talking about. Uh, it's it's like keeping a secret on the trading floor, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing. I I, I always say people can't visualize that one. I I always like to say it's like uh, keeping a secret in junior high school. Yeah. Which is about the same as the trading floor. Yeah, I mean you couldn't possibly. I mean, it was like, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, God, I remember talk about a secret. I didn't ever tell you this story when, when when Mike Ditka got his uh, dr- his uh, drunk driving arrest after they lost to San Francisco, and it's yeah. ten o'clock the next morning. I was re- I was reading the arrest report in the OEX bit. <laughs> I have no idea who got it, how I got it. Hey, hey, you want Tabby? You want to read the arrest report? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I doing with this thing? <laughs> there it was. <laughs> God. Yeah, somebody, everybody knows a guy. Everybody knows a guy who knows a guy. Uh, so yeah. what? Uh, so. In, in, in class, what are what are what are what are the questions you're getting? And I have a feeling that you you run through your stuff pretty quick because you want to hear what other people are thinking. Um, I do try to I do try to run through you know what other people are thinking. Most people are worried about uh, probably the biggest post-class concern that I have these days. Um, well, number one is the stock market. You know, I had some. I, I had somebody yesterday say, "Okay, I, I just randomly sent me an email. It's one of my, one of my graduate students, and wanted to wanted to know uh, what they should do until the market's down twenty more percent, so they can buy it there because that's where they're going to buy it." Okay. And I said, "Well." You should just be in cash if that's what you really believe, <laughs> and then buy it when it's down twenty percent. You, know, you don't want to lock it up. You know, you want to you want to have fresh powder and all of that. And the other one is the, a, a constant because uh, I've got a lot of people that are starting out in life and maybe they're looking at buying their first house. Um, lots of questions about uh, financing around the house. Do you? Uh, I just was, was you know, talking. Should I lock in a rate right now? Somebody at the uh, at the Back in May, I had a student who locked in a really good rate, and they they were buying a house this fall. So, um, and that wasn't. I, I mean, I didn't give straight up advice on that one. I just told him I gave him the alternatives, and he made that choice. I'm glad he made that choice. Now, when, when you lock in a rate for that that period of time, you have to pay for that, right? <laughs> he did, and it was. Uh, that's what we were talking about—the optionality of it. That's really why he wanted me to to to, to 
you know, explain because he's just being given the numbers and it's not not being given the numbers in the way that I'm teaching finance, where you have optionality, what's the value of the option, you know, what's the worst case scenario. You know, I was like, the worst case scenario is the economy slows and they cut rates real, you know, they cut rates and you can do better than that and you lose the, you lose your option. Well, the, you know, that, that was the discussion that we had. Even, even in your class, um, in a graduate mm-hmm. level, uh, even in your class, if you, if you just say, well, God, the interest, the, uh, Mortgage rates went from three percent to six. Does everybody instantly realize that people's that people's uh, payment that month has just doubled? And it, if, if um, I, the five hundred thousand dollars. I have been I have been demonstrating that. I've, yeah. I've been you know we'll do a uh, we'll do a spreadsheet and uh, you know I'll just show you know fifteen years versus thirty years, and then I'll show. You know where the when the rate was four percent, now it's around seven percent. Um, I totally show that. You know, I, do, do you think? Well, I'm going to. I'm showing my age here. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, before calculators, <laughs> uh, when you actually when <laughs> you actually sorry. had to use all the tables, and you had to mm-hmm. solve all those problems, I, I honestly think I wouldn't want to go through that again, and I wouldn't want to put people through that. But I honestly yeah. think you learned it a lot better. But then you then you were happy oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you're happy. No, that's, I, the, the way I teach this stuff is, um, I I do I, I put up a bunch of recorded lectures about the concepts and talk about the numbers, and then when we get together, and this is online, but when we get together, um, I walk through you know building the spreadsheets to solve the ugly looking equations that are included in the books, and then I show how to play around with them, and their tests are using the spreadsheets they built to answer concept questions. Well, it, I mean, we used to use. Uh, yeah, and, and but, but I, I agree with you. And it's just it's the same thing that you were saying, just a, a little bit more modern. Uh, I feel like the way that you really learn these things is you get a feel for them and you know learn how the numbers all interrelate with each other. Well, I remember we used. To, God, if I if I, I suppose I could find an old book someplace. I might actually have one at home, where they had like net present value tables and future value and annuity tables. But it, if if mm-hmm. you looked at a. Uh, Say the instructor being you said, "Okay, if I have, I have a uh, this kind of rate and this kind of uh, income stream, you know, what am I going to pay for this?" Or, or, mm-hmm. if, or you look at at this rate and uh, uh, in, in a, in a the, you know the amount of money today, how much is going to be in twenty years? You couldn't help but notice as you went from like one point one percent to one point two that even if your your eye was only looking for the answer, you you always would move a little bit and see the progression. Wow, what if it was two or three mm-hmm. or four percent? Look at how this thing moves. You, you couldn't help yeah. but 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 see that, you know. Which you're not. I don't think you get when you just look at one number. You know, I mean, uh, right, right. I mean, if you look at a, I mean, right now, if you were to ask me what the mortgage is on a, a house, of course, I go to the internet and I get the mortgage calculator, and mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get the answer. Even I will get the answer in probably a minute. But it, it doesn't. My eye isn't drawn to. What if it wasn't six percent? What was six point one, six point two? What does this all mean? And how much does the price of the house I just bought start coming down if the next guy's got to pay six point five? You, you, yeah. you know, you, you sort of don't. I mean, it, I mean, it's not a big issue, but you know what I'm saying? It, you know, you don't realize that it's, it really does flow. You know, uh, because you just look at the one number. Mm-hmm. Just saying. So, what kind of spreadsheet you make these guys do? Do they got to do them on fourteen <laughs> column paper? <or> you, <laughs> 
No, I, they do them on the computer. You know, I don't know how to. If I, I use uh, what's what's the spreadsheet? The uh, Excel. You know what? When I, I I use Excel, but I have to add it up by a calculator. I to use the adding in the Excel. So is that bad? No, I uh, no. There there are certain things in the background in Excel that you can automatically do, like a present value, future value, or payment calculation. I teach them how to do that. Uh, you can do that. Like I can, I can put everything in there. All right, you can do that. If you give me fifteen minutes with you, and you could do it too. Um, I, I don't. I, I I don't claim to be very good at a lot of things, but I'm good at teaching people how to do stuff like that. I could. I could probably. I'm, learn terri- it. I'm terrible at leading. I couldn't do what you do, where you're leading the conversation every day. Sure, you could. I do terrible at seminar type classes too, but I can teach you technical information inside now. I think you do better than you think you would. Do you still have your Texas uh, Instruments? Uh, I've tried. Maybe it's because I was trying to teach business ethics. Uh, do you do? Tell you, what, you know who the, who, the be, who, the be, who the best guest ever would be on that would be Kevin. Obviously, I mean he that's yeah. what he, he does. And, uh, oh, I know. I mean, uh, I really. Uh, you still have your Texas Instrument? I oh, you know, I, I'm an HP two C person. Really? It's in my left hand right now. Yep. Oh god! I, I kid you not. Um, no, I've, I've I've got I've got three of them. I actually have the same setup in my apartment, my home in Chicago, and my home here. And that includes having an HP 2C on the desk. So I have three of them. Well, I managed to make it through uh, freshman year chemistry at Notre Dame without. I, I I could never figure out how to use a slide rule. I, I've never had. I never had to. Yeah, I was I was right on the tail end of that. But well, a couple of my buddies that were chemical chemistry guys, like from high school and stuff, they they were as fast on that thing as people were on a calculator. For God's sake, mm-hmm. they even sell those anymore. I mm. don't know if I could find one. Or, I'm sure you can find one on the eBay. <laughs> one that's thirty years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> SP Futures down thirty-seven. SP Futures down one sixteen. Uh, talking to Mister Mister Professor Russell Rhodes. Hey, uh, my brother had an interesting comment yesterday when I said, "Is this rally real?" Of course, if it's short, it's real. He goes, "When's the last time you saw a three percent rally in a in a bull market?" And I said, "I don't think I ever have." He goes, "Rest my case." We'll, we'll be right yeah, back. Okay. Stock, be right back. Stocks and jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. 
PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and try to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates, and a good inventory make adding bricks-and-mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Allen, Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. FC Features down 34. Some red on the screen. That's new for the week and it's Wednesday morning. NASDAQ Features down 108. Dow Futures down 288. Individual stacks in the Dow. Goldman down 550. Home Depot down 322. We got Honeywell down 270. Uh, there isn't a... Well, Walmart's up 7 cents. It's the only only flash of green. But uh, today, but yesterday, everything was all green. Uh, over in Europe, we've got... The uh, DAX up down 131%. I think they were up like 2 or 3 yesterday, so it's, it's just giving back some of it. Uh, FTSE down 62.9%. Kakaron down 396 I think they were up like 1.5 yesterday, so they, I think they were giving back maybe only half so far. Asia, Nikkei up 128.5%. Shanghai, I still got them. The last day they traded was 9.30, so they're not trading. Hang Seng, however, is open up. A th- they're up 1,000. First day back for those guys. Still only 18,087, and and we get a comment out of Russell because he's been over there a bunch. Why this, they are down so far compared to the rest of the world, but they sure are. Uh, yesterday, though, the good news, Dow up 825, S&P up 112, that's 3%, NASDAQ up 360, that's 3.3%. So huge up day on top of the huge up day on Monday. Um, so let's say the last quarter starting out with a, with a huge push to the upside. 30 years, 10-year uh, year rate, up, up 8 basis points, 3.70 to bund up 6 1.95 pushing back toward 2%. Japan up 2, pushing back toward 25, which they always are. Uh, oil up 10 cents now, only 86.62. Brent up 14 cents, 91.94. Natural gas down 12 cents. Mired at 671, a long way from over 9. I'm going to say it was the 1st of September. Arbob down 4 cents, 264. And again, Russell's going to explain to us why the hell gas went up 40 cents last week to 417, even in the burbs here. Uh, and we've got crypto. Oh, I say, well, we got gold. Uh, gold down 11, 17.19. Silver down 77 cents. As it considers, it continues its wild rampage between like 19 or 18 and a half and 21, but never breaks out. Copper down one cent, 3.47. We have Bitcoin down 126, 20,023. And we've got the uh, the euro, the euro and the and the pound uh, are both dropping here. The dollar's strong. They've, these guys are way up the last couple of days. Uh, Euro is 0.99. It, it got to where it was almost back to parity. 
The pound was pushing uh, 115, now it's 113.41. Matt, what do you got for us, traffic weather sports? Good morning, currently 7.36 a.m. on Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Uh, as far as traffic right now, we're still dealing with the aftermath of an earlier accident, uh, eastbound on the Kennedy there, blocking the left lane before Central Avenue around exit 83B. Uh, caused some significant delays earlier, now you can expect delays up to 20 minutes. An earlier accident as well in the Dan Ryan, it occurred in the express lanes north before the Stevenson Expressway. Uh, delays are still expected to be around 10 minutes. Now for weather in Chicago, uh, currently it's partly cloudy this morning. We're currently at 50 degrees, although you can look forward to a little reminder of summer this afternoon with a high of 78 degrees, a low of 58 degrees tonight. In Phoenix though, partly cloudy, currently 72 degrees, a high of 94, and a low of 72. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs played Cincinnati Reds and lost 3-2. Cubs and Reds back again this afternoon for another round. Diamondbacks in Milwaukee lost in a big way to the Brewers. That was 3-2-0. Ouch. The White Sox, however, at home with the Twins. Sox end up winning 8-3. Sox and Twins back again this afternoon for a rematch. Catch that at 3-10 today. Tomorrow in the NFL begins Week 5. Uh, Colts are playing in Denver with the Broncos uh, in this 2022 season. Colts stand at one win, two losses, and one tie. Broncos are two and two. All for now. Back to you, Chief. The um, one of the I had a bunch of stuff here to, to uh, talk at you about. Uh, for, well, the first is, what do you do if if you're trying to f- quote fix this fix this this thing we have here with the you know, the currencies, the inflation, and the people, and I. I mean, you've got this embedded stuff here, uh, in, uh, Russell. In, in, in my day, let's put it this way. I'll, I'll, I'll put the in my day. Hopefully, today's still my day. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and when I let's put it this way, when I when I was working at Pullman, I'll say nine, right before I came in trading floor, nineteen eighty, I was making maybe I think I was pushing twenty twenty one or something, and because uh, I got a few raises at Pullman, they liked me. Uh, mm-hmm. But I still wasn't doing as, as as well as if I'd have, you know, come out of school and just went for the the biggest salary because the, is you know when people when they get hired we can do all the woke stuff we want but the fact is when you get hired you get paid essentially what the people before you paid you plus a little bit I mean it's unfortunate but uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of the way it is so you always want to kind of maximize which I was of course too dumb to do but anyway I was making like twenty grand well a new car I'm going to say was four. A nice one. Um, a house was probably forty-five. Notre Dame education. Yeah. Notre Dame education was probably up to five, maybe fifty-five hundred, something like that. So, in relation to what I was making, and I wasn't making a fortune. Uh, matter of fact, I was probably making as much as somebody in the General Motors line that worked some Saturdays overtime. So, the, the whole relationship of what people make versus what they spend for stuff is is. I won't say out of whack. I'm just saying it's changed, uh, and not for the better for the worker. And I'm looking here for, but I'm, just while we we're on break, I'm screwing around here. In 2000, the average price of a of a New York now this isn't a median, but the average price of a new car was 21,008, say 22. Well, now this year, it is 47,001. Now, if you put the the first one into the CPI in 2000, the car should be Thirty-five, thirty-six today, and it's not. It's forty-seven. So you've got this CPI, and it does does me no good to to rag on government employees and, and whether they're lying on purpose or whatever. But how is it exactly to people? How do even the people in charge 
uh, Russell, or even you, given a class, and you're talking about you know income, and you're talking about costs, and you're talking about things like that. How do you, how do you even put this together? Because we're not even on the same planet on the last 20, 22 years versus what people make versus what things cost for them. I mean, to go back to my example, oh yeah. I mean, how, but how do you how do you is there is there a solution for that? Is there is there a bureaucratic solution? If if you and I became co-counsels uh, in the White House, would we try and update the CPI and say, look, this is where it really is now, you idiots, and and, and well, go what, from there? What what do we do? Well, there there. I mean, the CPI. There's so many things tied to the CPI that are politically motivated. Uh, like you were talking about uh, in the first hour, you you brought up the oil change thing and. And then Carl went exactly where I would have gone, which is, well, uh, the local Jiffy Lube's not going to like that. You know, you think about the ripple effects on that. Mm. Um, the CPI, I, I was elected to a school. I was on the D-181 school board in the western suburbs for four years and, the, and, and negotiated a teacher contract, all of which were the biggest waste of my time ever in my life. I, I wish I had all the time that I spent in public service back because it was just a big freaking waste of time. We had a budget issue because the teacher raises were like 1%, and and now I'm just making up a number, it was like a certain number plus CPI. And and we would use the year-over-year December number to figure out the next year's raises. And there was a spike up in the December number. And, And I've always wondered... How many other, you know, politically tied in, and public teachers are politically tied in. They are a voting block. They, they, my, my mom was a teacher in Memphis, and part of her dues went to fund candidates, and that drove her nuts as well. But their raises were tied to CPI, and you would think that, that, that the government would do things that, that kind of bump that up a bit, but they they've got to keep it under yeah you know, they got they've got to keep a little bit of pressure on it to avoid paying out more and there are a lot but there there are a lot of entities that their income is tied to that number and I actually think that number is artificially low so that uh, the more powerful entities don't have to uh, don't have to pay out as much as the salaries. Well, the, the biggest so reason. And what I'm, what I'm saying, where I'm going with this, and, and I am answering your question, is I don't think there's the desire to fix it. Well, you've got. Uh, but, but, there'll never be the desire to fix it. But it's used for a lot of things. Now, my brother, of course, tells me, he's never ashamed or afraid, that I would be an idiot to put together a uh, long term construction plan right now using the CPI. Oh, God, yes. Well, but I was at Pullman. People thought the damn thing was fair, and I think it was. I mean, we, it was in it was in every contract with CPI. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if you what if you and I, God, fifteen years ago, if somebody says I'm going to develop this whole new county or something, and we promised the guy, uh, you know, fifteen houses a year for ten years, and, mm-hmm. and use the CPI indicator, I'd, I'd say we are so far broke we, we we can't even afford a cigarette if we if we smoked. Oh yeah, if you well, that, I mean, but that's the hedge that you get to put in there. And, but I'm saying we would but still, would, even if you even if you said that um, you know this thing's going to take ten years to build, and 
you know, I need to hedge myself a little. I need to hedge myself against my labor costs as as the developer, against my labor costs and all the materials that are going to go into it. Um, CPI would suddenly get thrown in there, or maybe PPI. You know, but either way, they're kind of joined at the hip. Um, I don't know if I would be as willing to do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It, the numbers used. Yeah, I, I would. I would rather have like a basket of commodities. Well, that's right. <laughs> I'd rather really use the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index if that's. Well, I mean. I, it's with a market number, not a survey number, and every survey number is is flawed. Well, it but is. Every, it's, why, it's why LIBOR is going away. But we it, everybody knows that I, I, to a certain extent. Anything but, with discretion. But you should have a cup of coffee. The market prices my... that we get from the exchanges, there's really not. A, there, there, there's you can't really over time. You can't manipulate them. You can try. Central banks can try, but eventually catches up with them. You should have so, a cup of coffee with my brother and talk bad about me. I'm, I'm, all, all I'm saying is is back in <laughs> 19, is back in 1977, people uh-huh. people considered it a legitimate number, and when I was using it for the three years of the contracts I was involved in, I thought the damn thing was spot on. I mean, it might have been off, but yeah. I, I never had a month where all our expenses went up five percent and the CPI came in at you know point two or some crap. It, it, it was. Yeah. It was I, I thought it was pretty spot on, <laughs> but maybe I was a, a dummy at the time, and maybe still am. But mm-hmm. but now we're talking about houses. God bless. I mean, right here. Uh, I mean, they they've been. Well, that's what they're up fifty percent in in twenty years. Now I'm going to look at the uh, on a median mm-hmm. price of a new home. Now is four thirty seven. The two thousand was one sixty seven. So what if what if you and I? Said we'll build houses for people for 167 20 years ago, and we're building 20 a year. Our CPI number would be up to three something. <laughs> Guess It'd what? Guess what? Yeah. We'd, we, I don't, I don't, I think we're selling every house at a loss, at a big loss. Somebody oh, yeah. if you if, if you pro, you know, but you're you're not gonna. Hopefully, you're not gonna lock yourself into something like that. Well, that, that's the whole purpose of having the CPI, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, right. you're right. The government. The last thing they want is if this thing shows twenty percent, they got to give every Social Security recipient, every everybody who's on a, uh, a military pension, everybody. You got to give everybody a twenty percent raise. That's the last thing they want to do, right? Yeah. So, but I mean, by by not doing it, look what you're doing to those people. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and there there has been a situation where if people are unhappy with what they're making they can go elsewhere but i think the uh, going elsewhere has has that door has been slammed very quickly well especially if you're 80 yeah or well, yeah especially if you're if you're on the fixed income part of part of things by the way is there um, an age is yeah. there an age limit to be the greeter at walmart <laughs> oh i doubt it so you, they don't even you could be 90 and be be doing it mm-hmm. i i guess you probably could be I think you'd probably be the first piece that person that they let go to uh, maintain profitability. Oh God! <laughs> hey, you know if people aren't happy when they come in; they don't shop very well. I bet, mm. I bet the yep. greeter. You know, let me let me ask you this. I mean, I don't know. I've been in Walmart in so long, but if if you go into a uh, Menards, they have the uh, not Menards, uh, Myers. They have a huge bunch of the small carts and a huge bunch of the big carts. What would you? What do you think if, if you and I and Matt? We'll, we'll let Matt. He's a sneaky kind of guy. Mm. Um, what, what do you think if we did a survey of all the people who picked the small carts versus the big carts, and then we put Matt in to be the greeter? 
<laughs> and everybody who reached for the small cart, we handed them the big cart. I will bet you that we would find that we would get the person to spend more money. Hmm. I'm willing to do it. Yeah. He's got the big <laughs> cart now. He's got a big cart now and a small cart. Yeah. I'm up for it. Let's you, do it. You think stores should have bigger cards? No, I'm saying that if I was a greeter, hmm. I would constantly mm-hmm. hand people the big cart. And I'll bet I could up up the up the sales by some percentage just by being a clever greeter. Probably could be. I n- I've never thought about that. I just uh are the car are, are the costs of the big carts is that gonna is that gonna be taken care of by your uh, uh well, I mean, people not wanting to walk people not wanting to walk around with a cart that that looks kind of sad mm. well i mean the, well i mean the uh i'm just saying you, you, if, if the little cart gets full you say i got i'm full but the big <laughs> i'm just saying you know should have mm. got a bigger cart that's that's why we have studies you know it's why do you suppose yeah. that the you know that that the uh you know all, all the stuff that's right I, the, while you're waiting and waiting, and they're not going to put a a chicken in the in the, uh-huh. in, the cash, in the cashier's aisle because you're not going to you're not going to uh, whatever impulse buy a chicken. I, one of the people in my PhD cohort was pretty high up at Walmart. She's an academic now, so I'm gonna. I, it just gives me an opportunity to check in with me. She was going to check in with her. She's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite people in my cohort. Mm. Ended up down at University of Memphis, where I really? was, mm. in the whole small world of things. So I'm going to ask her if they've ever looked. Because this is the kind of stuff, when we would start talking in class uh, about how businesses are run and people would talk about their you know, their experiences where they work, she would tell us about you know, the way Walmart was really run. Uh, we, never, we never brought this one up, but they would do things just like this, um, you know, to squeeze a few more pennies out of everybody that walks in the door. Well, I know they charge... Not just the people coming. If you want the end aisle, if you want your product on the end aisle, if you're oh, selling beer, for a, yeah, you got to pay I, for I that. Was a, I was a Frito Lay guy for years oh, when yeah. I was in college, like three a.m. to eight a.m. before school, uh, restocking the shelves and stuff. I totally know how that works. Well, how many <laughs> how many aisles would you say yeah. now we're up to? Because my, my first job was at High Low Foods. God, what an awful job! Uh, yeah, but the uh, now the the, the vendors. Stack some of the aisles, not all of them, right? I mean, the bread aisle; those guys stack it themselves. The liquor aisle, they know they do because they're always. You got your certain, yeah. you got your certain spot, and the guy next to you is always trying to get one of his wine bottles over. Audrey's friends tell me all that, so you got to you got to take his his stuff out and put it in a cart if he's in your spot. You have like spot wars, almost like in the OEX, right? And in, in, in the liquor mm-hmm. aisle, I, I think the Frito Lay people they stack their own stuff too, right? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, well, that's why it's so oh, impossible yeah. to be. You you can't be well. You you can be a, a, like a small a distributor. I mean, or a, or a small manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But if if you're going to have your guys show up at the Walmart and put, you know, ten six packs of beers in there, you you can't make any money doing that. It's why everybody ends up piling into the distributorship that shows up with all the different stuff, right? I mean, it's real, it makes it real hard. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, what are you? No, it's a nice nice big barrier to entry there. So are you, are you going to be on the, the Federal Reserve one of these days, or are you uh, are you laying in the wings no. or what? No? I'm not doing anything. I'm do, I'm I'm done. You're doing everything. You're right. I, what, you're right. What, I do, what I do is what I'm doing. That's it. I'm on a well, dual consulting and and continue to teach at Indiana, and that's it. I, I have no desire and whatsoever. And you're writing. You have three jobs. Plus you're a dad. Yeah. That's four there, jobs. There is mm-hmm. one. There is one job that I would take in government, and it is Secretary of the Treasury. Because I really would love to have my signature on the dollar bill, but otherwise, I don't want anything. I, 
for the first time in my life, I am 100% content with what I'm doing. Um, so if I so took... Don't throw, don't throw a wrench into that. So who's the guy who's on the uh, we don't like? <laughs> was it the guy, Hamilton? We took his picture off and put yours on there. Would that be okay? No picture, just a terrible signature. That's all. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I just always thought that was, a, you know, it's like when your, your kids, as cute as they can be, and you know, back in the day, why don't you run for president, Daddy? It's like oh, yeah. I don't want to be president, but I'll yeah. be Secretary of the Treasury. <laughs> oh God! Well, then, well, then you can be, you be like Geithner, uh, you can be like Janet Yellen, and you go out and get speaking fees of seven mil in like two years. I, I, that's the thing that I, uh, that, that, I, I'm working on what I'm hoping is going to be a popular book. Um, we'll just leave it at that. You know that. Yes, I do. Be give me a quote for I it. I will give you. Tell me what you want me to write. If I, if I write something, nobody will want to read it. I'm going to write the quote for you. All right. You Say something it. good about yourself. Yeah, I, was, I was giving you an opportunity to get your to, to you know put socks and jocks on the back of the the book cover. Well, you know the problem is I was actually when you sent me the email, I was starting to write <laughs> it, and I'm, I'm so long winded. I would need half mm-hmm. a page because I, I really have nothing but good things to say. Well, much I never want to well, do that, great, but great, 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 great. I mean, I've so hey, I want to. I, I I have an idea, and, and we're deviating into yeah. having like we're on the phone talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I I have a so you know the, you t- you brought up the car thing, and you brought that up an awful lot as far as the inflation goes. And I mean, part of the the inflation deal is they've all got backup cameras now. Um. So you 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 got to adjust, and they claim they've got to adjust for that, and I can understand that. Is there not a market for a car, you know, like an entry-level new car, that doesn't have all that crap? Mm. I don't, you know what, I don't know. You know what, do you see what I'm saying? Is I, I almost feel like, you know, because I feel like, what I, I refer to my younger sister an awful lot because she's very much of a blue-collar person. She gets up at 4 a.m., she works in a bakery. Um, you know, we're just very, very different people. And when it comes time for her to replace her car, she can't afford a new car. I don't care how low it is. Well, let's put it this way. It, so those, she's constantly getting used cars. You but are, I feel like there's a $20,000 car that could be built that doesn't have anything digital in it. I will uh, yeah. lot two things at you. One is, in this day and age where these uh, chips were supposedly, you couldn't get them. You know, I'll buy the story, but I don't buy the intensity of the story. But say so you yeah. couldn't get them. I, I challenge you, my friend, to, to go anywhere and, and buy a regular pickup just for hauling crap around and use on your farm. You, I went, at one point, I went by all those places on Route 30. There's a million car places right in a row down by Maryville. Mm-hmm. I saw maybe five lots, you know, the Ford, the Chevy, the GMC, the pickups. Every one of them was some four-door crew cab, totally tricked-out monster that had to be 110 grand. I didn't see one regular pickup. So... Even if you, if, even if it was could be priced right, you're not going to get anybody. I, I think they've just decided every man's never going to be able to own a new car. I mean, I, I, but the other part of it is, I, a lot of it has to do with uh, regulation. There was an article a few years ago. Remember when you were young, uh, Dr. J and his buddy is kind of wacky guy. Uh, he had one of those Volkswagen diesels. This had to be 1982. Yeah. Those suckers got like. 48, 50 miles at a gallon. And they actually weren't little stick shifts. They weren't bad little cars. I read somewhere that if you if you used today's technology, what you have to put in it in terms of crash this and crash that, that the car would be something like 1,200 pounds lighter and would cost like 
three or four grand more just because of what's required to be in there. So there's some combination of requirements and some combination of they just don't want they, they don't want a $22,000 uh, roll down the windows uh, stick shift six cylinder pick me up sitting in a parking lot next to one that's a hundred grand they don't want it mm-hmm. and, and, and the excuse is like why would I why would I ever use my chips for that thing when I can put it in something for a hundred the, 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 the difference how much those people make in terms of I read the, you know the matter of fact pickup trucks and those things and, and uh, SUVs there's actually less hand workmanship than there is in a car because the panels are bigger and much more. So oh, yeah. You, I mean, you oh, get, yeah. You get, the profit margin is dramatically higher. I'm going to say that oh, if, yeah. if they sell one of those pickup trucks for hundred grand, that they're making forty five on the thing. Easy. I, it's, it's, it's why Ford is pretty much the most profitable yeah. uh, car company among what used to be the big three right there is because they dominate the truck market. Well, they actually don't. Yep. I mean, uh, well, maybe. well, but I mean, as a percentage of the sales for the for the that's what I meant by it. They they do a bigger percentage of uh, pickup truck sales. Than if, if you some of the other automakers, this is a question. And there's higher profit margins on that. Well, it's a, qu- a question for you. If you if you add Chevy and GMC together, I don't think is Ford still that far ahead. I don't think they are. Are they? Well, I don't think they're ahead, but profitability wise, they, I, I do think. And it's been a long time yeah. since I've looked at the numbers when I used to cover the auto industry. And GM was a big, because they have so many different brands, they were larger than Ford, yeah. but Ford would do a better job uh, profit-wise. Well, the, F- the F-150 they were, right, they would just run better, but I also felt like they, uh, they had more higher margin car sales than yeah. GM, and I attributed that to the, the F-150. They, oh, yeah. Well, the F-150 has been the, most, the biggest selling item. I mean, they, they always beat Chevy. They beat GM. I just wonder how much they beat the combined Chevy and GMC. I guess is my question. Hey, we only got two minutes. What do you make of this uh, hurricane thing? I boy, oh boy! I was talking to a guy last night that his buddy was on at a building on the, right on the spot, and he got it got wrecked. But he took his two cars thirty five miles inland, stored them. Mm-hmm. They got wrecked too. Thirty five miles inland. Oh my god! Um, well, you know, Florida's Florida's not a solid piece of land. <laughs> no, yeah, it's kind of marshy and stuff. And when when you know, it, 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 think about think about Florida just being a giant sponge sitting out, you know, sticking out on the bottom end of the country. Um, water doesn't go away very quickly. No, what do you? Are we're we, already full of water. Are we ever going to hear about the uh, yeah. the people who live in the middle of the state, like all the immigrants and the people who don't have a lot of money? They pick all the stuff. I, I'll bet all their houses are down with a sixty mile an hour wind. I haven't heard anything about them. Have you? Uh, not yet, but I think that's why they continue to to find, uh, unfortunately, more more. They just find they're finding more of the bad stuff. Yeah, it's uh, finding more wrecked homes. Finding, unfortunately, finding more people uh, that are not with us anymore, and and I think that's the reason that number has kind of kept creeping up on us. What a people who volunteer for that kind of work! My hat's really off to them. Oh, it yeah. really is. Oh God, yeah. Russell, you take care of yourself. Yeah. Say hello to your you daughter. Tell tell your tell her her class would we'd look. I'll tell them I'll clean it up a little bit. Chris, we're not dirty. We just we'll just clean up a little bit if the class is going to listen. Uh, they, they they've heard it. Trust me, you grow up with me, you've heard everything. Uh, you know what? You know what they'll probably do? They'll just probably just, they'll probably just play your segment. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, we'll we can do that. We, <laughs> they don't, they don't want to get language. up early enough to hear Carl anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so be futures out thirty eight. Nasdaq futures down one twenty seven. Back tomorrow, stocks and jacks.
Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Do you remember ABC? Yeah, always be closing. That's right, always be closing.